I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked down to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined as always by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Hey, did you happen to know that Steph Curry and Seth Curry were brothers, Isaac Harris? Did you know that Josh Smith played high school basketball with Dwight Out? Did you know that what was, oh, Did man. you know did you know Cantor was fasting? Did, did you know that Cantor was fasting? <laughs> did you know that uh, Dirk and uh Max and Kleber are from the same hometown? did you know the nba three-point line is super far out so um tonight uh well not not tonight a random day this week i'm just going to talk about tonight uh we some of the mavs employees we get to play basketball on the uh on the practice court that the that the team plays on it's been a while since i've shot on from nba like range you know um I played last week and it was a much smaller court. Um, like I, I didn't play at the facility. I played at this other court and, uh, a <laughs> little bit farther out for me. <laughs> it's brutal, man. For uh, regular little, people, that is just brutal. Everyone talking little about bit longer court. Point line back. Is just <laughs> yes. Uh, a little bit longer court. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm in the process of trying to get back into shape. I've been eating healthier and have lost, uh, some weight and stuff. So I'm, I'm like, trying to get back in the groove of playing regular pickup ball and man, an NBA court and NBA three. So we, there was a moment, uh, in which it like, it's actually hardcore. There's like a scoreboard and everything. And, uh, they keep, <laughs> there's people keeping score times. And, uh, we're like going down the break. It's like less than six seconds left. It's a tie game. They throw it to me on the run and I'm like, shoot, I shoot a three in motion. All right. And, I, I felt it felt so good. It was on target. I'm like, I'm about to win this. Set. I'm about to win this thing. Like at the buzzer, and like I shot it. And I even like bent down, was like looking at it, kind of like you did Kawhi. The Kawhi were you like I, a little bit, to the oh, floor? And I was like, oh, well, mainly because like my legs, I'm so tired, so I just had to bend down. And I was like watching. It was directly on. I'm like, let's go. And then didn't even hit rim. Just hit the bottom oh, of the net. Oh. And bro. I'm like, at that moment, I'm like, all right, I need to play more. Because <laughs> as long the longer I played, the more my legs had to, uh, uh, my more your legs have to be into your shot. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm gonna try to stay a uh, regular. You can eat. <laughs> you should you should eat more uh, spinach, I guess. <laughs> um, you can take two directions in that. You get to a certain age, or you get to a certain weight where like I've I've put on some weight when I when I left when I left my first. Uh, school that I went to right out of high school. I was 175 pounds. And now I'm like 220 pounds. Yeah, but you're taller though. I know. So, so it doesn't look like it as much, but you're carrying all that extra weight and then you try to go play basketball and you're like, oh my gosh, I am just, I'm, I'm dead. And so then you can take two, you can take two paths. You can either go, well, I'm washed. <laughs> <laughs> just quit. Or you can just keep treading on. And that's that's some inspiration for all of you. Isaac is he's treading on, and he's he, no. I just at, just know that if you play against me after like game one or game two, I'm just gonna pump fake and drive every time. So, and that's what I just turned in. I just turned into a little floater game, and 
You're like Dion Waiters. I like my floater game. That's fine. I just, once my legs get tired, I, I can't even, yeah, good luck. Was your but. floater game better or worse than Dennis Smith Jr.'s? Oh, it's better. <laughs> there might have been a Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, joke. Really? <laughs> Nate? Wow. Wow. No, Kick no, him while no. he's out of town. Of course Guy's not. Guy's gone. We can make jokes now, huh? Uh, of course not. No, Dennis could beat me in floaters all day long. One of these times I want, and, and you don't have to say which players are there, obviously, but one of these times if Dwight Powell is there and he dunks on you, I want to know. That's what I want to know. That's the, that's the only <laughs> thing that, that myself and the listeners want to know is whatever Dwight Powell dunks on you because it's going to be – it's going to be all this pent-up aggression from the first year of this podcast and all the day ones, the Raccoon Squad, they all know how much hate you had for Dwight Powell. And as soon as he dunks on you, it's just going to be the most poetic justice moment that's ever happened. If if it ever happens, I'll get him and we'll take a selfie and then I'll tweet it. I'm like, y'all know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great. All right, on the podcast today, we're going to talk about the uh, draft combine a little bit. We love the draft. That's just one of the things that we really love. Isaac gets super into it. He has some of the best takes on the draft. He he picks like three players every year that become really good. Like Donovan Mitchell was one of his guys. OG was one of his guys. Who's uh, who's been some of your other guys you've been really honed in on the last couple of years? I'm sorry, Mark. I just read Mark Stein's tweet about how they said that Durant's injury is more serious than what they thought. Yeah, because uh, they anyway. just won game two. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> keep him he's out. going to set out this series and, and go from there. Uh, Yeah. Oh, gosh, man. Who's some of the guys? I mean, my, my past, I try to hone in on like at least like one guy that's not a top three pick that I'm very confident that's going to be good at the next level. It, yeah, Donovan Mitchell was my guy a few years ago. Mikel Bridges was my guy last yeah. year. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is really my guy this year. Not uh, Brandon just, Clark? Oh, I mean, I, well, I, so there are some people that tweeted at me. I said it a few weeks ago, and I said it, and we've we've said we've said stuff on this podcast. We've over four hundred hours of podcasting over the past at, two years, at least that we've talked on, and uh, yeah, we've said different. So I said the fact that I would take if I'm the Mavs and the Mavs landed at like three, that I would take Brandon Clark over R.J. Barrett. I got a few tweets about it. All right, cool. Uh, but I still hold true to that take. At first, I kind of regret it. I'm like, oh, that's a little going too, too far, probably. But I still hold true to it. His his measurements wasn't the greatest. Um, but they were far- not not his physical measurements, but all of his speed stuff was, I mean, off the charts. Yeah. So uh, here's here's the Brandon Clark thing. He, you know, the guy from Gonzaga. If you if you're not familiar with him, super springy. Uh, but anyway, he had to combine. He measured with shoes at six foot eight. Uh, and his wingspan was six foot eight. <laughs> so he's a square. He, he's a square, uh, but he's a super energetic square. <laughs> so uh, now it, it's a weird thing with Brandon Clark that you look at his his measurements and you're like, oh man, that's kind of depressing a little bit. But when you watch him, like you watch the tape on him, it's incredible. And then when you look at, yeah, like when uh, what you're talking about earlier. You look at his vertical leap. At one point in the vertical leap, he was number one on all like vertical leap, standing vertical leap, max vert. Um, like right now, he had a standing uh, standing vertical leap at 34 inches today. Uh, Jordan Jordan Bone had that one at 36, but max vertical leap. Uh, Brandon Clark had a 40 inch vertical. I mean, you go you go down through the list on some of these uh, skill things, 
and he's in the top five or six in a lot of these different categories. So he was super impressive when you get him on the court. It's just his measurements uh, are not something that you fall in love with. All that to say, that's the guy that Isaac likes. <laughs> I love that, him, and that we and that we like the draft, and so we will talk about some of the draft stuff, even though the Mavericks aren't going to have a pick in the game. There's a chance they could trade for one, or you know, buy a pick back into the, you know the second round, and so we'll definitely do second round picks. They have the 37th pick, obviously, but we also are just going to do some some general draft stuff the same way we do general playoff stuff as we're coming up to the draft. We'll talk about these I, big topics, and you know, we talked about the Zion going back to college thing the other day and stuff like that. I tweeted I tweeted out this measurement today and um Taylor Horton Tucker I hope he la- I mean it would be a dream if he lasted to the second round but he'll probably be a first round pick. This kid this kid's 6 foot 4. Okay. And I actually Nick and I were texting about this day. I'm like how many 6 foot 4 prospects coming out have a 7 foot 1 wingspan or bigger? Um but Taylor Horton Tucker is uh he measured in at 6 foot 4 with shoes. He's 235. With a seven seven foot one point two five inch wingspan, it's, it's freaking insane. Eight point four percent body fat, um, but yeah, he he's just one of those guys where. And what's crazy about him? He's eighteen years old. Not only is he eighteen right now, he doesn't turn nineteen until November. Want to feel old? He was born in two thousand. Yikes! <laughs> it's happened. It's finally happened. It's finally (laughs) happened that there are now players in the NBA that were born in the year 2000. What's wild is normally, you know, when you look at age stuff and I'm, I'm a huge proponent of, I don't give a crap about age, especially when you're like a playoff team. Uh, I would prefer somebody that's a little older, like, you know, one of those older, like a Jalen Brunson type and stuff, but there are going to be prospects in this draft that are four, maybe even five years older than Taylor Horton Tucker. That's insane. The fact that he's 18 and you know there's 22-year-olds. I haven't looked at it. I mean, is there a 23-year-old that's going to be getting drafted? Some, like Some guy that transferred or something? Yeah, I mean, I know Cam Johnson is uh, from North Carolina is kind of up there, but that's that's when it gets wild. It, you know, when you got people on your board and they're kind of similar, and that's when you look at somebody like Horton Tucker and say, he's freaking 18. Like, and he's going to be 18 when the season starts, and that you know that's when it could play into the age thing. For sure. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we got something to talk about. Taco, taco, taco. All right, Isaac. Speaking of measurements, let's talk about Taco Fall. This we haven't talked about him yet. I think I've gotten more tweets about Taco than I've gotten about the Mavs not getting their pick in the lottery. It's so- weird how many people have texted us about that. <laughs> Jonathan Gavoni at Draft Express tweeted out UCF's Taco Fall officially official measurements at the NBA Combine. Seven foot five and four and one fourth of an inch without shoes. <laughs> seven foot seven with shoes. So some he's he's wearing some platforms. 289 pounds. So he'd come in as probably the heaviest player in the NBA, maybe Boban. Yeah. Eight foot two and one fourth inch wingspan. Last year, okay, ten foot, ten foot, ten foot two and a half inch standing reach, six point eight percent body fat. Taco just Wait. broke every figure in our database for height, wingspan, reach, dating back to the to the eighties. That's from Jonathan Gavoni. You can't gloss over the standing reach thing. Ten foot, 
two. He, uh, he can goaltend without breaking a sweat. The, guys, that means his fingers go <laughs> over the rim. <laughs> uh, like, that's insane. <laughs> that he, I mean, he can legitimately easily tiptoe and dunk a basketball. It just doesn't. It just doesn't compute. Like, it's, imagine yourself out in the driveway and you got your six foot rim, you know, or your seven foot rim, and you can just you can dunk without even trying. That's him on like a real. It just doesn't even. How does that guy live in his normal life and walk around and sit? In, like, I am six foot three. I'm not that. I'm not that tall of a person. I have a hard time sitting in airplane seats. How is this you guy tw- sitting in an airplane? You tweeted out, um, or you quote tweeted the thing with Yao. This is his. This is his measurements compared to Yao Ming. Like, ta- I actually, I we're gonna say taco. I'm pretty sure it's taco. Um, but anyway, th- yeah, it's anyway, taco. Well, if your name is close just, enough to one of the, the the better foods in existence, it's, you're calling you taco. Let's, let's go with taco. The uh, puns themselves need to be made, Isaac. He's sl- about an inch taller than Yao Ming. He is. Hold on. Uh, you just said an inch taller than Yao Ming. Yes. Have you guys ever seen that picture of Yao Ming standing next to Shaq? <laughs> okay. Go look at the. Go look up Yao Ming and Shaq standing next to each other. It's one of the more mind-boggling things you can think of. Um, Yao was um, slightly heavier than Taco. Um, wingspan. Yao Ming's wingspan was seven foot four. Wow. We're calling those trapezoids, by the way. <laughs> That's my new term. So we have, we have squares, rectangles, and then if your wingspan is shorter than your height, you're a trapezoid. That means you're that means you're uh like the the top line of the quadrilateral is smaller than the bottom line. That's that's trapezoid. Uh, that uh, newsflash or reminder: uh, Taco's wingspan's eight foot two. Quite a big difference between him and Yao. And then standing reach: Yao's standing reach was nine feet seven inches. Tacos is at ten feet two inches, absolutely incredible. Like just remember, if you're old enough to remember Yao, which if I was a Rockets fan, I would be standing for Yao all, day, which I still stand for Yao. I I freaking loved Yao Ming. He should be looked I, at as like a Bill Walton type that like he his career was taken away from him. Yes, when he was like dominating Shaq there for a little bit, and my, I mean, it, my first ever NBA game in person, it's in LA. Shaq versus Yao Ming. Wow. I, was, I actually I was got super high up. Like I was in the upper decks, obviously. And uh, they look like normal people from up there. <laughs> but it was wild, we, though, just to see how big of a difference they were from all the way up there. We drove, my dad and I drove when I was a kid up to Indianapolis. And, uh, well, I say a kid, but we, we drove there together just to watch Yao when the Rockets came to town. Uh, Yao was so good, man. I, I wish he was healthy so much. He would he would literally be an all-time great. Because he had a shot, too. He was shooting those yeah. long twos. He wasn't out to three-point range yet, but in this NBA, he'd be out there. I mean, he still wouldn't be playing, but. Those little set shots and stuff. And yeah. So, anyway, that, if you that remember. Also, we, can, we can bring that up again to say, if you have a chance to go see Giannis, you never know when a guy's in, a guy's career is going to be taken too soon. If you get a chance, yep. go go see him. Even if you're in the nosebleeds, even if you're up in the three hundreds and you know in the AAC, go see some of these guys because they're they're worth seeing in person. Yeah. So if you remember those days of watching Yao, or you get to if you got to watch Yao in person, then just picture that except bigger for Taco. Like it's crazy. <laughs> And you know, so I'm super curious on uh, where he's gonna go. But so this past or uh, yesterday, 
I guess it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, there was a, a high schooler who asked me, hey, hey, I seen this. I seen this guy's measurements on Instagram, like uh, I guess House of Holly or something. Sports Center tweeted out, and he goes, "So is this guy going to be like a top pick in the draft, like a top five pick?" And I'm like, "No, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's probably going to be a second round, like maybe get drafted. I mean, I guess a second yeah. rounder." And so Someone then will it, take it a was, chance on him. Yeah, so then it was a conversation of well, why isn't he, you know, if he's that big and he doesn't even have to jump. So when you look at his college stats, you know, he played all four years in college at UCF. When you're that big and he, his like career, college career averaged 7.7 rebounds. Come on, bro. Not good. You are the Jolly Green Giant. You do not need to be averaging seven boards. Uh, the most points he ever averaged was his junior year, in which he averaged eleven point uh, eleven points a game. He averaged eleven points last year too. So, yeah, I mean that that's the thing. I mean, he doesn't you, shoot threes. You kind of get you, you kind of get to a Boban level with him, where Boban, you're just so big that you have to be extremely coordinated to be able to to play in the NBA or to play on a, on a high level. And yeah, you just. It's really hard to get that when you're that big. And you have to be super skilled like Yao was to be able to be that effective. But before Yao, there wasn't really a seven foot, you know, six guy that was that like I guess Manute Bowl sort of, but he wasn't even as tall as Yao. A freaking Manute was awesome. Yeah. You have to be you have to be skilled. You have to be skilled like those guys in order to really make it in the NBA. But like Bowl Bowl, for instance, you know, Bobo's kind of getting like looked over a little bit because of Taco's like you know measurements and stuff, but like Bobo's standing reach is nine foot seven. His height, uh, his height without shoes is seven foot. You know, it's not the same. His wingspan is seven foot seven. But the difference with Bobo is, I know he had his injury. He only played nine games at Oregon, but in those nine games, <laughs> Bobo averaged twenty one points, uh, right at ten rebounds, two and a half blocks a game, and shot almost three threes a game at 50%. So it was just nine games. I get that, but that's the difference when somebody like that at that size, somebody's going to take a chance on ball ball for sure. And, uh, he has potential, but yeah. we'll do a talk. We'll do a taco, like more profile for that second round pick. Yeah, yeah. And if Dallas should give him a shot and all that. Yeah. We'll do a full breakdown. I'm going to go watch some film and go break it down. Hey, somebody else I liked at the combine his measurements and everything. Nasir Little. Do you know where he played college ball? <laughs> uh, I know a little about him. <laughs> oh. um, but, yeah, I think I was very frustrated as a North Carolina fan this past year how Roy used him. Um, but I think he'll be a lot better at the next level. He, he's such a good athlete. And some I think he'll go a little bit higher than what people are projecting. Like some, I've seen some people project him at the end of the lottery. I think he'll be a top ten pick before it's over. Yeah, because these these guys get scouted through their high school days too. So even a guy like Cam Reddish, where you know a lot of us we look at him and we say, man, that guy didn't do anything in college, and he you know he should have had all the space in the world, and the teams are just dying for him to hit a shot. I mean, they just wanted him to hit any kind of three, and he didn't really produce in college. But teams have been scouting these guys in high school. They go to these tournaments, they go you know and check out all these guys, and they have they have information on them from since they were I mean what. Luca, we were talking about him when he was 14, you know, 13, 14. Yeah. Mav scouting him. And uh, so they, they look at that kind of stuff too. So it's not just that one year of college. That's where we get some of these surprise guys that come out of nowhere and you're like, oh, I'm surprised that guy got drafted so high. 
There's a couple wild cards too. I mean, you look at Brian Bowen, uh, the the small four that used to you know, that tried to play for Louisville got caught in the scandal, the hundred grand scandal, and all that stuff. So then he, you know, he couldn't play at Louisville, so he went to, went overseas and all this different stuff. Uh, he's kind of a wild card because he was a higher higher ranked high schooler coming, you know, going into college. You look at Darius Baisley. You know, what the heck do you do with him that was supposed to go to Syracuse? Yeah, that guy. Backs out and says no. He was the guy I'm, that was supposed uh, to go to the G League, right? Yeah. And, you know, he signed his, like, shoe deal, I think, with New Balance or something back, like, last year. Uh, a really high-ranked prospect. And, well, you know, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, he... You know he's a he's a power forward. He was six nine guy with a seven foot wingspan at the combine. That's the you know a guy like that. You just don't know what to you know do with. I'm super curious on where he goes. And yeah, if you're New and, Balance and that guy gets taken in the twenties, all of a sudden <laughs> in this draft you're like, uh, what do we just do? And we saw your tweets about the other Luca. We see. Yes, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, have, I have him on my list. Yes, we'll talk about him uh, as a second-round prospect. There's some video about him, you know, showing some of his shooting today at the combine. It, it he shoots like Marcus Gasol. Like, <laughs> doesn't even leave the floor. His knees barely bend. He just kind of like shoots it up. Also, he was another one of those uh, bad rectangles. Yeah, well, he's kind. Oh, I think he's kind of a square because he with shoes he's six eleven. Uh, his wingspan came in at six and ten point five. So. Kind of like a square, but hey, still, Isaac, I mean, Isaac, that half inch can matter. Uh, yes, the half inch can matter. <laughs> you never know. You just gotta give that little extra, just to you know, get that loose ball, fill in the gaps, fill in some space. Grant Williams is one of my favorite. Favorite players in the draft. Um, when it comes to uh, value, I think he can go higher than what people think he can be. We're too old to be doing this. All right, let's take another it's, break. Let's take another sure break. Not, are you sure Nasir Little isn't your favorite player? <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, let's uh, let's talk about this Warriors uh, Blazers game because oh, it was ooh, yeah. it was interesting and it was actually super fun. And these games have been really fun, except for the first one. All right, Isaac. So the Warriors took down the, the the Blazers again, but this was a contested one. We actually had the Blazers take an 18, 17 point lead at one point. They I'm changed, not gonna lie, I turned Rocket League on at that point. They changed their. Yeah, I turned on a podcast too at that point. Um, <laughs> I uh, I noticed they changed their defense with Ennis Cantor. They just took him out of the game. <laughs> I, I there, there were a few times that I had. Uh, Myers Leonard's jokes in my like on my phone like and I had it typed out and then I deleted it because I'm like he's about to do something that'll make me eat my tweet but I still oh, I stand by did, I thought you meant you had just a folder of Myers Leonard jokes like you have your notes app and you just <laughs> like have a like good. a whole folder of Myers Leonard's joke just like waiting waiting for a moment just sitting there you know how people have the desktop where they have like all right if, <laughs> yes. if Daenerys takes the throne I'll do these memes if John takes the throne I'll do these memes <laughs> you just have one full of of Myers Leonard memes and jokes. Okay, I know he played well tonight. I guess I still uh, he kind of gave I, it up for him at the end. Yeah, he sucks on defense. I I just don't understand how this dude got an extension like that. He got he got the Dwight Powell treatment. Dwight oh, Dwight Powell is ten times better than him. But he wasn't when they both got the extension. They were about the same player. 
True. Kinda. That yeah. mo- that year, everyone was just giving out money, man. And Myers Leonard was this guy that could shoot from outside. You, you saw the you know, he has this crazy like superhuman Thor, but not an end game. That's not really a spoiler type body. And you can just see the the idea of a player, and that's where you get kind of stuck with some of these free agents too. And that's why we're going to do these profiles. Is sometimes we get stuck with the idea of a player more than we get stuck. Like Taco is one of these guys. You get stuck yeah. with the idea of a player more than the actual player themselves and watching them play and all that kind of stuff. It's just, I mean, I think you applaud you know Stotts because he's just trying. I mean, he's throwing bodies out there. <laughs> I mean, I mean from like these whole playoffs. Seth Curry should get forty eight minutes. Oh, I want to talk about Seth in a second. But from Cantor to Zach Collins, I love Zach Collins. I know the Mavericks like Zach Collins yeah. uh, in, in that draft uh, for sure, too. But um, <clears throat> they just have this, like, these guys, and they're going with Myers Leonard, and sure, they're, like, trying their thing. But Rodney Hood, who gets more money this offseason, Rodney Hood or Kevon Looney? Oh, dang. Um, I'm going to – guess Looney because people like people have done the Rodney Hood thing that's true but it's still okay I'm still I'm I still I still believe it a little bit in Rodney Hood you're with Rosillo you're with Rosillo in the in I do I just I just like his side I like his shot and I just he's a 15% player he's looked good in these playoffs yeah I think he's given all 15% in these playoffs (laughs) okay I want to bring up something real quick this is my point when I was saying before, I'm like, I want to make one point. When you look at this Golden State team and you have, and I went back and looked at this past season and I bring the, I bring, I want to look at Golden State's shot attempts from this past season because I want to look at that and how it could apply to the Mavericks next season. When we talked about the Kimba Walker thing, we talked about another player coming in, and some people are not against that. Like, that's going to take shots away from Luka and Porzingis and all this different stuff. All right, Kimba Walker last year averaged, I mean, didn't average. He attempted 1,600 shots last year, an insane amount. How many off the top of your head would you just take a wild shot that you would say Luka attempted last year? Oh, dang. Put me on the spot. Um, well, I mean that's hard. Like I would have under, no clue. It's under what a thousand. I'm gonna say actually, 980. You're not super far off. Well, a little bit, but he he attempted 1100 shots last year. That was off. That was off. But but think about it though. Like think about how many times Luke shot the ball and how many times it felt like. I mean, even like that after the trades and stuff that he was just he was having to do everything. He shot 1100 times. Kimba shot it 1,600 times last year. Look at Golden State's shot attempts this whole past season. Kevin Durant, 1,300. Klay Thompson, 1,400. Steph Curry, 1,300. There, there is a world that, that these shot attempts, as much as Luka shot the ball this year, and as much as what people are saying, including us, that are saying, hey, he needs somebody else. Like He looked gas at times. He looked like he was forcing shots at times and all this different stuff. There is a world in which you can still add another person and he still get more shots than what he did last year. You see what I'm saying? Like that, 
so I don't I don't buy the argument of uh, I'm just using Kimba's name, but another guy coming in and saying, well, that's just going to take shots away from Luca and stuff. I'm like, guys, he attempts at 1100. <laughs> yeah, it might not. I mean, you look at I know the Warriors are an outlier, but like they're going to play at a faster pace next year, even what they did last year as far as the Mavericks. But you're talking Durant, Clay, and Steph all got thirteen to fourteen hundred shots last year. It's possible. It's possible that you're looking at that type of you know distribution between Porzingis, Luca, and another guy. And if it's not another guy, it could be a couple different guys spread out. And imagine all the frustration you guys had when Wes and Harrison Barnes are taking shots. Now combine those guys into one other guy, like a Kemba or Tobias, I guess, or somebody like that, or Middleton. Could be that guy. <laughs> I'd much rather have yeah. those guys taking shots than the guys that they had last year. And that those are the guys that are taking away shots from Luca. And Dennis was taking a lot of shots too. Yeah, I mean, looking at if you if you want to look at who attempted who is it this would be hard. Well, not super hard, but who is second on the team in attempted shots last year for the for the Mavericks? Total or average? Because some of these guys just, got traded. Just, yeah, total, it was Harrison Barnes still at, at seven hundred and seventeen shots. So, and I mean, then you go down the line. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith only shot the ball 500 times last year. Dwight Powell, 480. Jalen Brunson, 560. Maxie, 380. Like, you know, Dirk only shot 376 shots this year. I mean, I know he only played, you know, his 51 games. But still, it's just that I just wanted to bring those totals up to say it's possible, like, Luca, it felt like Luca shot the ball so many times, you know, this year. And look at the Warriors, and they had these three guys that shot the ball a ton with Draymond Green on their team too, uh, who obviously didn't, you know, shoot the same amount. That it's okay, like it's not going to take away shots from Luca. And like you said, it might even give Luca more shot attempts next year because it's just even and out that way. So anyway, I just wanted to make that point. It's a good point. It's a good point. There are. There's definitely a way, and, and all the shots that Borzingas is going to take is going to take away from all those other guys we don't want to take shots. It's a simple way, you know, a simple way to look at it. But yeah, the the wins above replacement <laughs> with with Borzingas taking shots is then like Maxi or Dorian or Dwight or even Harrison Barnes and West. It's like that's why this team's going to be way better next year. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's the hope. That's the J hope that we have. Um, Dray- how, how do you Dr- feel about this series? Draymond Green was amazing. I he mean, was, do you want me to rave about him? Again? He was amazing in this game. I mean, just the the things that he does, the offense, the way that he, the way that he makes this, you can just tell the way he makes decisions on offense because he he'll get the ball, and the, the, I think even the broadcasters are talking about how the difference between Draymond getting it in the high post and and his Cantor getting it in the high post, just the difference in the time that it takes for Draymond to either decide. I can beat this guy off the dribble. I can beat Myers Leonard off the dribble because I have this the spots. So I'm gonna I'm gonna seal around around him and try not to foul. Just get away with that, and I'm just gonna drive right by him. Or there's not a guy there. He the my defender is behind me. I can go straight to the basket, even though when his back even when his back is turned. Or I know I have a guy in the corner. I know I have a guy out here. I know I'm gonna quick hand off to Steph, set a pick for him, and he's going to be able to, to bomb a three from there. Just the decision-making is so fast where when you go to the other side and Ennis Kander gets the ball in the high post, he like has it above his head. He's looking around. He's like you know, calling for movie times. He's just like hanging out up there. He Draymond is just it's amazing on that. And then on the other end, his team defense is just 
It's amazing. I mean, he's he really saved it all up for the playoffs. These guys yeah. have all him and Iguodala just decided we're gonna just save it all for the playoffs, which they should. I mean, they they their team is that good that they're able to do that. And so he saved it all up, and he was just eating guys alive. Tonight. It's the definition of the light switch of like, hey, you got the switch that you can <laughs> that you can turn on, and he looks like a completely different player. I mean, how what was the and the only times that you can turn a light switch on is when you have a really smart team. You have really yeah. smart teams with really smart guys on it. Like the 2001 Lakers are a team that everybody looks at and says, okay, well, that was a team that was 24th in defensive efficiency. That's the last team that was that bad. I think that was the last team that was even below like 18, 15 or 18 in, in defensive efficiency to win a title. And you're like, what the heck? How did that team win a title? Well, they won the year before and they had the number one defensive efficiency. They just kind of coasted the next year. Through the, through the season, they were able to turn it on because they had really smart guys. Obviously, obviously Kobe, you know, like Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, Robert Ory, Shaq. Obviously, they just had this smart team that was able to turn it on when they needed to. And yeah, I mean, once you have that experience, you know, kind of what it takes. And when Draymond, I mean, what the the storylines around Draymond this past year of man, he looks like he's out of shape. Yeah. He's aging. He's going to age, you know, horribly and all this stuff. And now he just, I mean, he looks like he's playing right now better than. I mean, he was three years ago. Which he's still going to age poorly in the NBA. It's just not now. It's not happening now. It's going to yeah. eventually happen, but it's not but today. But he, he's not going to lose his brains, though. What do we say That's, to the god of age, Dirk Nowitzki? Not today. <laughs> not today. Uh, but but Draymond, man, I mean, he he's such a smart player. That I mean, he he's literally the perfect type of guy that you want around when you have a couple of the superstars that are your big time scorers and stuff. He holds the team together. He, he's, he does the dirty work. He doesn't need a ton of shots. He, I mean, he will defend the rim. He can guard all the positions he can. And I know they talk about this on the broadcast some, and a lot of people like to come at Draymond because of his temper and like all this stuff. And that gives the perception that he's not smart because it does, he does jeopardize his team at times because he does take dumb technical fouls and he does let his you know emotions get over himself. But he is a brilliant basketball player. The, the instincts that he has and the decision-making he has on the basketball court and does, doesn't it seem like he's toned it down some? It feels like he's really locked in, in these this past series, two last series. Seri- last series, he still was kind of going at it, but they had that. I feel like after KD, though, he really locked in. Like went True. Down. And then also after they had that ref thing at the beginning, after the yeah. first game where everyone was talking about the refs, I think both teams kind of were like, let's just let's chill out on this. You know, like this is not basketball. This is really actually hurt. I wouldn't be surprised if they got a secret note from the commissioner saying, hey, guys, we need to tone this down because this is the only narrative people are talking about today, and we don't need that as a league. You think it's a coincidence that the refs are not taking center stage right now that the Rockets are out? Yes, I also just think that the Warriors are so confident in this series that they don't need that extra advantage. I mean, I definitely the Warriors can play more than the other three teams in the Final Four, but it just feels like both of these series, it the refs are not there, and that's like the best thing you want to say about. Yeah, we it. talked about it yesterday. Uh, we didn't even notice the refs in the rock in the uh, yeah Bucks Raptors game. I mean, they weren't. Even, I didn't even realize they were there. There's obviously the travel stuff, but you didn't, you know, look at a single ref and say, "Oh, you just totally missed all these calls." 
I didn't even but think it's the travel stuff was that big of a deal. But no, no, no. But it's been about basketball, and that's what even tonight. I mean, how fun was it yes. with Steph and Seth? Like it was so fun. I can't imagine being their parents and just like I mean, they're laughing, you know, and all this stuff. The Warriors fans around them as the moms like cheering. You know, they're like <laughs> happy for, her, but they're like, I hate you for cheering too. And they're trying to figure was, out how to feel and their emotions. And all of a sudden, you turn around and Doris Burke is standing there with a microphone in your hand. <laughs> Like, hey, how do you feel about this? Uh, we don't even know. But what, I mean, I love this stage for Seth Curry. <laughs> Steph was so funny after the game. Uh, he was interviewed, and he was like, there, Doris Burke was like, your parents, and, you know, you're here with your brother. And she, I think she was getting teary-eyed. Like, I think she was getting emotional about it, talking about, you know, the family aspect and all this stuff, and and saying, you know, your parents have are dealing with such this stress of, of going back and forth and, and cheering for both guys. And Steph looks at her and goes, they're blessed. Just, just stop. They're, they're blessed. Like they're, they're standing over next to him on the court. He's <laughs> like, they're blessed. Forget it. Like forget about them. It's kind of fun. Yeah. The, the whole family, uh, it's fun to follow. My wife enjoys following their family and everything. And, um, but, but yeah, I, I just love this moment for Seth. I mean, he's obviously always going to be the younger brothers of Steph, but he he looked like it literally looked like he was capitalizing on the, all of the moments that he's played against Steph one on one, and he like knew some of his moves and dribble moves, and uh, he was playing pretty good defense on him there, you know, even in the fourth and stuff. And he's the only time, time. He's the only time all season that's that Seth has had four steals, and they were all against Steph. Wow, and he hit big time shots at, at the end of the game. I was just I was so happy for him, and um, yeah. He should be a Dallas Maverick right now. <laughs> he should still be a Dallas Maverick. Him and Yogi, both of them. I don't care. Bring, he, up, bring them all. The, obviously, you look in hindsight now, but he, he would have been a great fit next to Luca, and and he still could be. You know, he, he's a sneaky. He's a little bit sneaky, older than what some people might think. Yeah. Because he is like younger brother, and you know all this stuff. He's twenty eight. Yeah, he's only two uh, years but, younger than Steph. But these are his his. Last three years that he played in the league, these are this is his three point percentage. This past season, forty five percent. The season after that, forty two percent. Season after that, forty five percent from three. That's the type of shooters you want around around Luka Doncic. And he had that whole missed year last year with Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I skipped over that year. Went to the two years before that, but yeah, I mean. He is a he is a guy that you're like man I I wish he he was in Dallas still and you know and, we'll see where he, he goes from here and but. the Blazers don't really have money to pay guys right now yeah it, it was just curious you know when they signed him you're like oh what's this gonna you know he's obviously gonna be coming off the bench for him is he gonna get to play they have their like backcourt and all this stuff and man he was getting big time minutes in the fourth quarter tonight. And, you know, they're going small because Golden State was going small. And, I mean, they're literally running Dame, CJ, and Seth on the court at the same time. <laughs> I mean, these are all guys that are, what, 6'3"? Three guys that have 6'3", 6'4", on the you know, court at the, all time, at the same time. So, uh, just super, super cool moment for Seth Curry. Absolutely. Anything else from this game? Um, Nothing. I will say this. I really like the confidence that this Golden State system – Team environment stars just and everything. It. Just say it. You think they're better without Kevin Durant? No, no I don't. Just no, say I it, don't. Isaac. So I like the no, what he's no, going no. for. I like the confidence that all of the stuff I just listed gives to the role players. I love the confidence that I mean, people had already wrote wrote off Jordan Bell like he was just trash, 
at Jonas Jarebko, Quinn Cook, these guys, you know, McKinney, these guys are just coming off the bench. They've just been sitting on the end of the bench. And the confidence and the empowerment that these that their stars that they play with and this environment and the system, the confidence that those things give these guys is just huge. And those are the guys that you want that, you know, when you're building out this Dallas team, uh, this roster for the years moving forward, you need guys on the bench that, and, and you need your stars like the Luca and Porzingis's of the world to really empower these guys and give them that, you know, motivation, give them that positivity that you're going to, you know, you can play good too. Like some of those shots Quinn Cook was hitting tonight, some, like some of those hustle plays that Jordan Bell was given, and I feel like I haven't seen him play in two months. And now he's, you know, he, he had a solid good run for a lot of energy. So that when you get minutes like that from role players, it's, it's huge. He's got to be like six, six, right? He's on, he's on the, he's on the PJ Tucker, Charles Barkley level of, you feel like he's taller than he actually is. But when you look at him, you're like, dang, that guy's gotta be. Anytime he, anytime he shoots, I'm like, why are you shooting it? But he just gives a ton of energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they, and that's the thing about this series. You said it the other day: is that they can play guys like that because they're not going to get played off the floor. I have one game, one one thing to ask you, but it's not related to the game. It's random. Okay. What do you think about Robert Pattinson? Come on. Okay. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. How are I they? Hate, still I hated making, on this. How are they still making Batman? <laughs> how? Because how? it's Batman. I tweeted this earlier. Do you know, since 1989, that's 30 years ago, Isaac. Isaac, 30 years ago, we have had more Batman than we have had presidents. <laughs> Do you know this? 1980, 1989, Michael Keaton. 95, Val Kilmer. 97, George Clooney. 2005 to 2012, Christian Bale. 2014, 2019, Will Arnett, who played Lego Batman. But even if you don't count him. 2016, 2017, Ben Affleck. And now Robert Pattinson. If you don't count Will Arnett, who is Lego Batman, which you should because it's still a standalone Batman movie. Six. Six Batman. Six different Batman. And not even counting the cartoons with, you know, Batman and Beyond and the Justice League and all that kind of stuff. And then we've had we've had six presidents. Or we've had five presidents since 1989. Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, and Trump. And with the Bushes, we had the same guy twice pretty much, so... I was about to try to make a joke of all right, let's let's try to pair Batman villains to the past presidents, but I'm not going to. That's, a, that's a very no no other locked on podcast, no other podcast is doing that. This, yeah, we can't touch that. that no, but, just no one else is going there. We're just this is where we go. I I do I do, but here, here's my question about it. Am I missing something with with Pattinson? Like, so I tweet out I tweet out a joke about. Hey, you know, I, I quote tweeted the announcement and I said, Thanos should go to DC and snap. And it, okay. So I guess I'm uh, missing something with Patterson because the very, like, I mean, you did joke about genocide. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is where people are upset. I've gotten, I can understand where people didn't want you to go. I've gotten multiple people tweet at me and say, he's like Reddit Mavs, our guy Reddit Mavs. He says he's actually an incredible good actor. Another guy, bad take. Robert Pattinson's a legitimately great actor. Another guy, why? He's a great actor. Another guy, he's actually good. At, and I'm like, wait, I, I'm missing yeah, something? I think he's had and a renaissance. Me as a, me as in my sarcasm, I tweeted one guy back. I was like, yeah, he was great in Water for Elephants. And <laughs> and he was like, yeah, pretty much him up on is he really that good? Am I am I missing something? Like, t- t- do you know any of the movies that he's been in since Twilight? 
Oh gosh. Uh, and if he's that good, is shouldn't he be in something that like I, I'm, you know, keep ranting? Like, I'll give you an IMDb update. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, is he a voice of you know one of you know, somebody in Avengers? Is he? He's not uh, Bradley ha- Cooper. Has he been nominated for something that I just I've just lost track of? I guess he could. Has he won something? Has he won an award? Is he in one of these movies that's re- like really took off at the box office? I don't know. I guess I am missing something. I stay pretty in tune with movies, but I'm I, I'm I will tell you I'm not like a huge like all into you know who's the great actor and stuff. But I just I wasn't a fan of the announcement that he's going to be Batman. Will he be better than Ben Affleck? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, low bar. Here's but, his, here's his IMDb since he did the last Twilight movie. Oh, okay. Oh, give me that. Dior, 1,000 Lives, Dior Home. I don't even know what that is. Great movie. His, his role was man. I don't know. If that just that feels like it was a hey, fragrance commercial. When you're, <laughs> when you're a great actor, that's the roles you get, man. The Rover, 2014. Ooh. Maps to the Stars. It's another solid one. Queen of the Desert. That might have been nominated for something. Movie called Life. <laughs> movie solid. called The Childhood of a Leader. Are any of these that you've heard of? A mo- uh, another role, Dior. Dior Home Intense City. That's got to be another fragrance commercial. Uh, the Lost City of Z. It, it, the Lost City I, of Z. I thought, you were, I thought you were joking about it being a fragrance commercial. It's actually... It's I think it is a fragrance commercial, commercial, but it's in here in his IMDb page among the other shining roles he's had. Good Time, oh, Fear and Shame, uh, One O-Trix. Point never. Ooh. The pure and the damned. That is that is the full movie title. That's that sounds like something on HBO like past midnight. Damsel. High Life. Hmm. Ooh. And The Lighthouse. Those are his Ooh, movies. the lighthouse. So I've heard he, big things about the he lighthouse. He like legit took a left turn when he he decided, okay, I just did this Twilight thing. I'm gonna go left turn and just do a bunch of movies that nobody either nobody will see or that only like movie snobs will see. But he's a great actor though. He could, I mean, he could be great in all those roles. No, I, to be I, yeah, I know. I'm, that's what I said. He could be great in we've, those roles. I just, we've never, do you seen know anybody that. that has anybody seen, has anybody seen those? My movies? problem is not with Robert Pattinson. It, my problem is that there are too many Batman. I don't mind those that, other guys are still alive. Val Kilmer, Keaton. I think you have to die. You have to be Adam West and you have to die. Before another Batman can come, it has to be like like real life. Like look, this is the difference between DC and MCU. The MCU is like, okay, we have these guys and they're going in real time. Spoiler alert: yeah. they're not really anymore, but they're going in real time <laughs> along with with life. So like 2012 Avengers was was in 2012, and so on and so forth. And these guys, these yeah. people live, and there will be an, there not be another Iron Man. DC man, you just got. I don't Thor. know. I guess after the Avengers, maybe they should just take a year off because anything you're coming out now with, we it's just... we did get three Spider Men. True, true. But that's Aquaman still that's still not even half trash. the amount of Batman we've gotten. <laughs> Aquaman was trash. I well, that's our yeah, that's no, our guy. That's our guy, Stephen Adams. Come on. Yes, I like him, but I'm not into movies about. Hey, let's go find the the new Ocean Master. This was another classic Lockdown Maps podcast where we started and we said we didn't really have anything to talk about, and then we went 46 minutes. Yeah, but these last, like, five. Anyway, so I'm sure some of you are going to tweet at us and be like, oh, my gosh, you haven't seen this movie of, of, from, from Pattinson? No, we How, really haven't. You don't like movies. Okay, sorry. Tweet well. us if you've actually seen one of them. At Nick Van Exit, <laughs> at Isaac L. Harris, at Lockdown Maps. The, the Dior commercials does not count. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure I've seen a Dior commercial with it. <laughs> All right, there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Oh, peace out. Boom. <laughs>